This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. We found the words of God because unseen to us, God is handing them to us. Eat that thou findest, in verse 1. Then we see in verse 1 how God is handing his words to Ezekiel. And now from this one word that God uses twice in this verse, we see how Ezekiel is to receive, how it is that he is to receive these words. And that word that's used twice is eat. Eat, he says in verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll. So what a picture that is for us. God is hanging Ezekiel the scroll with his words written on it. And again, God tells Ezekiel, eat it. Eat the scroll. It's almost as if Ezekiel would say to God, eat? Eat the scroll that you're handing to me? You mean I'm supposed to open my mouth? You mean I'm really supposed to open my mouth and put that scroll in my mouth and chew it and swallow it and take it deep into my body? Is that what you mean? They say, eat? And God says, yes. And then God says, I'll elaborate. I'll elaborate. So in verse three, God elaborates. And he said unto me, son of man, verse three, he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. So God is answering Ezekiel and he says, yes, Ezekiel, you heard me right. I mean for you to take the scroll from my hand, open your mouth, put the scroll in your mouth, chew it, swallow it, fill your body with it. That's the one I'm wanting you to do. Eat is how God asked Ezekiel to receive God's words. And God chose this this symbol of eating on purpose and very intentional because he wanted Ezekiel to internalize the word of God to the point where Ezekiel would say, eat the word of God. To the point where we would say, we eat the word of God in the sense that we search for it like we're searching for food when we're hungry. You've been there. I've been there. I'm an expert on food, by the way. When you're searching for food when you're hungry, we all know what that's like to be hungry. We all know what it's like to throw open that 
refrigerator and search every shelf and, and what's behind every drawer or the freezer for something to eat. When you and I are, are hungry like that, it's not a casual look. Well, I think I'll see what's in the refrigerator. No, we're the lion on the Serengeti. We're looking for something to eat because we're hungry. We're driven by hunger. And we're searching because we're driven by hunger. And that's how God wants us to search in the Bible. Search by being driven by hunger. So he said in Isaiah 55.1, Isaiah 55.1, Ho, everyone that's thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy, eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk, without money, without price. David described it in Psalm 42.1, Psalm 42.1, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Job described it, Job described it, the word of God in this context of eating. He said in Job 23, 1, Job 23, 12, sorry. Job 23, 12, he said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I like eating. I like eating. That's why I wear this jacket. I wear this jacket to hide the fact that I'm fat. Because I like eating, right? As a matter of fact, that's why I say I consider myself an expert on eating. Can you ask me? We eat the word of God in the same sense that of eating food. First, there is that point of admission into our mouth. We look at it and say, I'm not putting that in my mouth, no. We look at it and say, that's going to my mouth. So there's this point of admission, which means that we admit it in. And it's very much like Philippians, Philippians 4.8, Philippians 4.8, which says, finally, brethren, Think about yourself as looking at some food. Here's some cheese, you know, here, here's some chocolate, you know, here's some meat. You know, you're looking at it all over. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, think on these things. Look at all this food. I'm going to eat that, I'm going to eat that, I'm going to eat that, that, that. I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat that. He says, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, he says, admit that into your mind. Admit that into your mouth. Think on those things. We eat the word of God in the sense that we study the word of God. We understand the word of God. Like uh, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We eat the word of God in the sense that we remember it. We remember the word of God, whatever method you might use for memorizing. Maybe you read it a bunch of times. Maybe you study it so much, it just gets implanted in your mind. Or maybe you go, it said, and, not, but, said so. And, and, you, and you might stand up here and recite it if you're young. We remember the word of God in the sense that we memorize it. And when Peter thought about his death, Peter was thinking about his impending death, and he said, I'm working harder and harder because I know I'm going to die, and here's what I'm working on. I want to be sure that you, the flock, remember the words of God after I die. So he said in 2 Peter 1.14, 2 Peter 1.14, knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me, moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Always in remembrance. This remembering the word of God is the picture of a squirrel. I think of it like a squirrel. A squirrel that goes and gathers up the nuts from the tree, trees that fall down there, and he goes to his special little places and digs those holes, those secret burying places that he remembers, and he hopes no other, no other squirrel sees him doing it. 
But he remembers it so that when he's hungry, he's going to go back to that place where he buried those nuts. He's going to go back to that secret place. He's going to dig them up. And so that's what we do. When we find a wonderful Bible truth, we're like the squirrel. We, we, we remember where in the Bible that verse is. And when we're in need, just like that squirrel, we go back to that verse. And it feeds us. And we dig it up. And it gives us comfort and guides us and feeds our souls in time of a need. And just like when we're, just like when we're tempted to sin, like that squirrel, we hide the word of God in our hearts. And when in the future... When it really comes down to the fire of, of temptation to sin, at that time we go dig up that verse. And this is David said in Psalm 119, Psalm 119, 11, Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. When he's tempted to sin, he'll go dig that up again because he hid it there. When we eat the word of God, we meditate on it. We meditate it like a cow that's chewing its cud. You're turning it over, over, and over in the mouth, over again, one stomach to the mouth, back and forth, over in our minds, so that we can get every spiritual nutrient out of the word. So in the Psalm 1, 1, Psalm 1, 1, 1, 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the sinners, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. His delight, his delight, is in the law of his God, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. Joshua was told, Joshua was told in Joshua 1.8, Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Talk about it all the time, Joshua. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That's your key, Joshua. That's how you're going to be talking about it all the time because you're going to be thinking, meditating on it day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then shalt thou make thy way prosperous then thou shalt have good success. When we meditate on the word of God, it is without any reservation. No reservation, no hesitation. We meditate with a complete surrender to the word of God, with an attitude of have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting, yielded and still. That's what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.15. 1 Timothy 4.15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. No reservation, no hesitation, no holding back. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. We eat the word of God in the sense that we admit it into our mouths, in the sense that we chew it for meditation, in the sense that we desire it, that we desire it. The, um, I have this juice that I drink every day so I don't get cancer coming back. And uh, Gerson juice. And uh, at first, it was a little rough, kind of sour and uh, has soursop in it, has watercress in it, has some things in it that's a little hard. But I kept drinking that and drinking that and drinking that juice because I knew I needed to. Didn't want cancer to come back. I kept drinking that juice until I got to like it. I kept saying to myself, drink it when you like it. Drink it when you don't like it. Drink it until you like it. And that's what happened with me. So I drink it. Same thing with the Word of God. May not like it. You keep reading it. You keep meditating on it in the sense until you desire it. Desire it until it becomes as 1 Peter 2, 2 says, 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire 
the sincere milk of the word that she may grow thereby. It's very interesting in that verse. He didn't say, as newborn babes, um, you're gonna desire. No, it's a command. As newborn babes, I'm telling you, desire this. You keep reading this and reading this and reading this until you love it, you like it, and you gotta have it, and that's the way it is. If there's some food you don't like, and you keep eating it enough, and that's all you eat, you get to the point where you think it's pretty good. Liver, for example. Eat the word of God in the sense of enjoying it, like eating meat. Oh, man. <laughs> eating meat, right? In the hospital, after the angiogram, the cardiologist told me, very great concern, he says, you know, you have one coronary artery that's 100% blocked. And my response was, yes, but the steak was good. <laughs> yeah, and we had steak, you know, Friday night. It was good. Don't you agree with that? It was good, yeah. Last week I was at the store and, and they had this smoked and roasted tri-tip and I ate a pound of it. It was good. It was really good. I got to tell you, it was really good. A lot of, you know, the, the, guy, the guy's cutting it and I said, don't cut the fat away. He said, everybody wants me to cut the fat away. Not me. I said, just, just leave it there. Anyway, there's nothing like, I could go on, you want to hear the rest? I'll get the rest of the message on meat. No. <laughs> there's nothing like eating meat. Meat, when it's perfectly cooked with salt and pepper and garlic powder, with that great beef fat on it. Oh, man, that great beefy flavored fat. Nothing like it. You just close your eyes and you're, you're eating meat and there's nothing like it. And don't disturb me, I'm enjoying this fat. Okay. Obviously, I'll never make it on Jenny Craig. So we're to looking at eating the word of God like eating meat. And God said that you need a milk, you can't eat the meat of the word of God. It's, it's likened to eating meat. The word of, eating the word of God is likened to eating meat. We eat meat, which means that when we eat it, we're looking for that delicious flavor. We're looking for the will of God in that. We want to do the will of God, which is why the Lord Jesus used that analogy of meat. In John 4.34, John 4.34, Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And just as you get that great full feeling inside with, them, with meat and it wonderful, it fills you up and you're so satisfied, same way. Food fills you up and meat and it's, it's satisfied. We eat the word of God to be filled up, to be satisfied with God's truth, to be filled with God's heart, to be filled with the knowledge of God's authority and his power. We'd be filled with the knowledge of how we're gonna serve God. God's truth, fill our minds, think on these things. God's love fills our hearts. Immerse yourself in the love of God. God's authority fills our wills, and God's service fills our lives. And when we eat food because it's enjoyable, and there's several things, by the way, that, that are very enjoyable about food. First is, is the presentation. My wife was big on presentation. She would make these salad niçoise, and it was all beautiful with all the colors and stuff like that. And then, you know, it lasted about uh, less than a minute when it hit the table, and she was heartbroken. Why couldn't you just leave it? Look at me. No. Anyway, the presentation of the food is pleasant to the eyes. The aroma of the food is pleasant to the smell. The taste of the food is pleasant to the tongue. And the text, even the texture, the texture of food is pleasant to the mouth. And then there's that, some of those foods have that complexity of flavor. That's just pleasant, the whole experience of food. Food is just plain pleasant. 
And in fact, my father used to say about me, used to say about me, he says, most people eat to live, but Tommy lives to eat. So in the same way, the word of God is pleasant for us. And we're commanded, make the word of God pleasant to you. And this is where David uses the word will in Psalm 119.16. Psalm 119.16, he says, I will delight in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. He says in Psalm 119.24, Psalm 119.24, he says, thy testimonies are also my delight and my counselors. And then in Psalm 119.47, Psalm 119.47, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have. Psalm 11970, Psalm 11970, I delight in thy law. Psalm 119 is all about delight in the word of God. In Proverbs 16:24, Proverbs 16:24, Solomon writes, pleasant words are as a honeycomb. And when we eat food, Ezekiel's using this analogy. He said, what, was it something I said? I'm sorry. What can I do? He can't eat the food yet. He's just like, he's saying, I don't want to hear about all this food. I'm just eating milk now. What's the matter with me? I apologize later. All right, so when we eat food, it enters into us, and it, it, it becomes us. It becomes the fabric of our bodies. The food we eat becomes our blood. It becomes our bones. It becomes our nerves. It becomes our flesh. Because the food we eat becomes us. We are what we eat. And food becomes our life. And in the same way, the word of God as our spiritual food becomes our life. This is what Moses was teaching Israel when Moses said in Deuteronomy 32.46, Deuteronomy 32.46, he said, Moses said unto them, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do, all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life. It's your life. Food is our life. The word of God is our life. And when God called Ezekiel to eat that scroll, essentially he was saying, Ezekiel, this is your life. You need to eat the scroll to have your life. It's the word of God. Then Ezekiel then had a choice. Was he going to hesitate? Eat the word. Draw back? Because what God called Ezekiel to do and what God called the prophets to do was not an easy job. There were so many things that God called his prophets to do, like, we don't want that job. For example, when God wanted to demonstrate how Egypt was going to be put to shame and exposed, God called Isaiah to walk around naked for a long time. In Isaiah 20, verse 2, Isaiah 22, at the same time spake the Lord by Isaiah, the son of Amos, saying, Go and loose the sackcloth from off thy loins and put off thy shoes from thy foot. And he did so, walking naked and barefoot. The Lord said, Like as my servant Isaiah hath walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and wonder upon Egypt, upon Ethiopia, so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians prisoners and the Ethiopians captives, young and old, naked, barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered, to their shame. And so what God was calling the prophets to do was very, very not easy. But God was essentially calling Ezekiel and the prophets to a total submission. I'm all in, Lord, 100%. Nothing drawn back. And eating that scroll, again, represented 100% submission to God. And that's what God told Ezekiel, don't hesitate. As a matter of fact, God established this right off the bat in the chapter before, Ezekiel 2, verse 8. Ezekiel 2, verse 8, it was like as God saw in Ezekiel, I see in you a little bit of hesitation for what I'm asking you to do. So let's get this straight right off the bat, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2, 8. 
But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was written therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without, and there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. So God was saying to Ezekiel, don't hesitate on this, Ezekiel. It was not enough for Ezekiel just to read the scroll. He had to eat the scroll. In the same way, it's not enough for us just to read the Bible. We're called to see it as the words of God that we have to take within us, meditate on it, obey it, be delighted with it. And you know how you can tell people are doing this? You can tell this by looking at people's Bibles. By looking at their Bibles, you can tell if they're spiritually feeding on the book. Just from the appearance of the cover and the pages of the Bible, you can tell if people are filling their minds, how they're viewing the Bible. Just from the appearance, just the appearance. You can tell whether they're filling their hearts with the love of God. You can tell if they're filling their wills with the authority of God. You can, just from the cover of the Bible, you can tell if they're filling their lives wanting to serve God. And I got two Bibles here. This is my, my wife's Bible. This Bible, it's not just something she just read. Underlined, notes, cover falling apart. This Bible here, this Bible here. Nellie Cross's Bible, wish you could look at it. This page is underlined, Schofield, old Schofield Bible, notes in it. Oh, well-worn Bible. Those are Bibles of people who are not just reading the Word of God, but meditating on it by filling themselves with the truth, filling their minds with the truths in the Bible, filling their hearts with the love of God, filling their wills with the authority of God, filling their lives with the service of God. And you see that when you see these, because these are Bibles, Word of God, that were eaten, not just read, as he told Ezekiel. He told Ezekiel. The Lord Jesus emphasized this when he spoke to his disciples in Luke 9.44. Luke 9.44, and he said, let these sayings sink down into your ears. Same thing, eat, let them sink down. He said, in Ezekiel 3, as we've been seeing here, Ezekiel 3 and verse 3 and 1 and 3, he says, moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this roll. He said, son of man, cause thy belly to eat, fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. So that was what God told Ezekiel to do. But now there's a choice. Is Ezekiel going to do that or not? Verse 2. Verse 2 is Ezekiel's response. Verse 2 was Ezekiel's choice. Verse 2, so I opened my mouth. That's what Ezekiel said. That's what I said. That's what he did in response to what God said. I opened my mouth. It was the response of Ezekiel to God's command when Ezekiel opened his mouth. God didn't pry Ezekiel's mouth open. Ezekiel had to, on his own, open his mouth in order to eat the scroll. That was 100% Ezekiel's decision to open his mouth. And that's important for us to see. God is not going to force Ezekiel to eat that scroll. Ezekiel had to open his mouth. In the same way for us, God is not going to force us to take in God's word. We have to open our spiritual mouths. We have to take it in. That little phrase in verse 2 is so important. So I opened my mouth. It speaks so much of the choice. That's the way it is for us in life. God calls, God commands, God advises, God points, and then God sits back and waits. He waits for our response.
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.